0: Hey, welcome back to Software Social. This episode of Software Social is sponsored by NoCo. When you're bootstrapping on the side, every free moment counts. But do you really know how you're spending those moments? Which days you're most productive? If your product has time sinks that just don't pay? Here's one way to find out. NoCo is a time tracker designed to help you learn from the time you track. And NoGo makes it frictionless to give yourself good data, too. You can even log time directly from your GitHub commit messages. Try NoGo today and save 15% off every plan forever. Visit nogotime.com slash social pod to start making your time work for you.
1: So, Michelle, I went to purchase your book yesterday on Amazon And I saw that it is the number one new release in business books,
0: business research and development. But yes, so cool. (laughs) And I, the crazy thing is, is you were the first person to notice, like, I didn't know that until you tweeted it out.
1: Yes. That makes me so happy. So I was going to text you, but like my number one Google search is what time is it in Denmark? So it was like 4am <laughs> or something. So I was like, okay, I'll just tweet about it and she'll see it when she wakes up.
0: I've never seen that. And I was like, oh my God. Um, yeah, that was like really, really unexpected. Uh, it's been it's been such a week. Yeah. So how many copies have you sold? Okay, so on Amazon, um including paperback and Kindle, a uh, 47. And then Ooh. um I also closed the pre-sale on Monday. Um and so that was 127 copies there. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's a lot.
0: Yeah. So yeah, like over 150, um, which feels, um, which feels pretty good. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and it's kind of fun seeing the orders from around the world, like, you know, like us, Germany, um, Japan, UK, Canada, (laughs) Australia, like, I mean, um, I know there's a lot of places where Amazon isn't, and I don't have that data for the PDF version. Oh, and Brazil too. Um, but you know, I mean, this, I feel like this whole book was like people from around the world, most of whom I have never met and had never met before, were part of making this book happen, of encouraging it, and sharing the newsletters, and replying to them, and sharing their own stories with me about their experiences with talking to customers and what they've struggled with and what's worked for them. And, um, I'm just, I'm just so moved. Like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's been, um, it's, it's been quite a week.
1: Yeah. That's wonderful. I'm so happy for you and I'm happy
0: the launch has gone so well. Yeah. And I, and I think it's not like a, like a sort of a big bang launch, um, you know, cause it is kind of, summer and, you know, things are moving a little slowly and, and, and also, um, doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be, it be a huge thing. Um, but so right now I'm kind of focusing on trying to get reviews of the book on Amazon before I try to do a product hunt launch. I think that's kind of like, I feel like good right now with like launching it with the people who have been along, um, for, for the journey and supporting it. And, you know, someone actually sent me some like little, like formatting quirks they noticed in their version. Um, and so I kind of want to, um, get those ironed out, um, before, you know, bringing the book to, to people who may not be so understanding of, you know, yeah, seeing, uh, uh, some stray formatting or whatnot. Um, you know, (laughs) yeah.
1: Does Amazon have analytics built in to their book publishing platform? Cause you mentioned you could see where people were coming from.
0: Yeah, actually I can pull it up right now. So the whole, the, the KDP or, or Kindle direct publishing is what they call it. They have this little okay. dashboard. So I can see that. Um, so yeah, there's been orders from us, UK, Germany, Japan, and Canada uh, and Brazil. And it tells me like what day they're ordered on. And then also the. The kindle reading a percentage which i guess they use to determine the quality of the book um so like when you oh. read it on a kindle amazon is kind of creepily like tracking that and basically That's you know super people, creepy. Like, but like basically people buy this book and then they read 10 pages of it and then they don't ever open it again amazon takes that as a signal about the quality of the book um wow. Yeah, I mean, so maybe like people buy it just to like have it just in case. Um, but so, but it can I'm show me, for example, that- Super
1: <laughs> creeped out by that, by the way. Like that is so weird.
0: <laughs> and 65 pages have been read total. And then I think it can also show me like the, and there's been 24 pages read today. So- oh, wow. That's yeah. wild.
1: I didn't know it could yeah. do that.
0: I feel a little creepy. so. Yeah. A little bit. So tell
1: me about the feedback you've been getting from people. Have a lot of people been reaching out to you to tell you, you know, give you feedback on their experiences with the book.
0: Yeah. Um, people have been so nice. Um, as I mentioned, a a bunch of people were posting reviews, but I actually, I feel like you need more, um, before I launch it, um, on product hunt or kind of go on some big podcasts, um, to, to promote it. Cause like those people, they don't know me they haven't been listening they haven't been following along like why the you know why the heck should they care who i am and what i wrote about right so um so yeah um people have been just so generous with their time and their energy of of helping to get the word out um about the book um and and and, and yeah i've i've gotten nice emails from people it's it's actually been kind of funny to get uh, texts from my friends about it because I haven't really talked about it much with like my friends and family because it's not relevant to most of them. Like, I feel like, you know, I feel like I describe it and I'm like, well, it's like super niche. It's like how to like create software products and sell them and stuff like that. And Matias is always like, no, everybody should have this book. It's so relevant for everyone. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, there's like this little like group of like real estate agents in Canada who are really excited about it, for example. Um, and um, but also like even just getting texts from friends of mine who I haven't really talked to about it, um, has been such a nice surprise. Like one of my friends sent me a picture of her two-year-old son flipping through it when it arrived, and apparently he loved the duck on the cover. Um <laughs> <laughs> which totally warmed my heart. But Have actually, someone... neg- oh. <laughs> oh, negative. Um, there was somebody who tweeted something negative at me, like what was it? They were like, uh, like my first tweet where I like tweeted out about how it was available on Amazon, this person yeah. that doesn't follow me and I don't follow and tweeted that, um, they replied to me and they said, AKA manipulation for dummies. And I like looked at it and I was like, really What? like you come to like somebody's like celebration of this and you show up with negativity like that. And then I, they made the wise decision and deleted it. So, ah, okay. Um, Yeah. it was like a little, it was a little weird. And I mean, it hasn't weighed on me too much. And I think it is a concern of mine. I have right. That like people will manipulate people with this, but I think like people who are manipulative, like they have long figured out all of this and more, and they don't need an instruction manual on this. Like those people intuitively understand how to manipulate people and use it for their evil. And they don't need instructions. (laughs) Um, so so mostly people have been um have been positive, and um it's yeah it, it's it's honestly gone so much better than I ever could have hoped and really it really never would have come to fruition, never mind been like this had I not done it in public and and had it not started out you know as as just a humble little newsletter and um you know, I think if I had done the image I had in my head of what a writer does, which is sort of disappear into a cave for a year and not speak to anyone or, you know, like see sunlight for that period of time and then emerge with this, you know, glowing tablet of, you know, (laughs) wisdom or whatever, like um, I never would have published it. And I also don't think it would be getting received like this. Um, and so I'm just, I feel like I keep repeating myself, but I'm just so grateful for how supportive people have been and how, how so many people around the world have contributed to this. Um, whether it was, you know, leaving anonymous comments on those early drafts on help this book or, you know, tweeting support or reading rough drafts, like, um, you know, reading, reading copies of it, like writing reviews, like just all of that is just, it's, um, it's really deeply moving to me.
1: That's wonderful.
0: And your support too, to Colleen.
1: It oh, I'm taking
0: full never. credit.
1: <laughs> I'm taking full you credit. As you <laughs> I feel should. like this was my idea. I feel like when we started this podcast, I said, let me tell you how this is gonna end. Michelle's <laughs> gonna write a book and I'm gonna launch a product. And here we are. We win at podcasting. <laughs> okay,
0: wait. So speaking of that, um, <laughs> I have to mention that today is the one year anniversary of our first episode. Oh my goodness. Can you believe it's been a year? I can't. I,
1: I cannot. Unrelated to this, where we like recap everything. Ah, oh, that is so cool.
0: I just can't believe it. I mean, it's, it, it feels like so long ago that we started. It also doesn't feel like that long ago.
1: Yeah. It doesn't feel like a year to me. I, I was kind of surprised when you mentioned that. I mean, we've come so far. I think we talked about it a little bit last week or the week before when I was kind of bemoaning how I feel like I'm moving really slowly. But if you look at what you've accomplished over a year, like it's, it's really been significant.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I mean, you know, talking about the book too, like Patrick McKenzie has talked about friend catchers of like things that you do that, you know, get you, get you friends basically. And I feel like this podcast has been such an amazing friend catcher in a year that has otherwise been quite lonely and difficult with the pandemic to have this going on to not only like, um, sort of force us to keep talking to each other where like, just for like, we used to be basically neighbors and meet up at a local coffee shop. And then now we have a nine hour time difference between us. Like we would not be talking this much, like and actually talking and not just like texting um, had like, if we didn't have this podcast and and I'm grateful for that. And and I'm also so grateful for everyone who has kind of (laughs) jumped onto this like weird little project um of ours and um and and, and want to be uh, a part of it um yeah yeah it's cool it's cool um
1: <laughs> speaking of i i don't i haven't heard that term friend catchers but it made me think of something i wanted to talk to you about so i have some friends who have a business and i've been consulting for them for about 6 months And yesterday they offered to bring me in as a full partner. Oh, and I don't know what to do. I mean, I do know what I want to do, but it's, it's, it's like a lot. And I think that these kinds of opportunities, I knew these guys be independent of the podcast, but I I definitely think like expanding my reach has helped bring more of these kinds of opportunities to my doorstep, which Mm -hmm. is really cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, so I don't know. So that's something I'm considering. If I go in with them, there'd be three of us. It'd be a company of three founders. They don't actually have a launched product yet, but they have, they own the IP of something they built at work that they want to spin off and turn into its own product.
0: Is this like, um, an open source? Like I know you're involved with a couple of things and I think I might know which one this is. Um, But they have some like open source stuff going on. Is it that Mm -hmm. one?
1: Yeah, it's that one.
0: Oh, sorry for being a little bit cryptic here.
1: I don't know if I'm going to say yes. So I don't want to, I don't want to be, I don't want to like name them yet, but um, it's a really cool opportunity. I am really, I think their product is spec. They're not, it's not a product yet, but I think their IP is
0: spectacular. And it's making waves too. Like, yeah. 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 People are excited about it
1: what they're doing is really cool. And I love the idea of, as we've talked about, like going in with, with people. And I know these guys really well. So it's not like random people that I'd be starting a company with. Yeah. I love going in with people that are a known quantity. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exciting.
0: So, so I might what do that. would, like, just to sort of, so sort of, like recap, so <laughs> I mean so so when we started this podcast right like you were working full-time as a you know software consultant and had clients and you wanted right. to start a SaaS, and then you sort of finally picked something and started launching that in september of last year and then by which is simple file upload and then by december you had something that was launchable you got it into the heroku marketplace it went public and you're allowed to start charging for it in February. You've gotten to this about a thousand MRR mark at this point. Now you've kind of switched gears a little bit. You're still doing that. You recently took a full-time job that you're working Monday through Thursday Thursday. to Mm -hmm. lower some of that stress of having clients and, and have work be a little more predictable and give you that space also to still work on your SaaS, but not have it, have that pressure of bringing in your full-time income. And so right. if we can kind of just, just like a little <laughs> recap. A here. Lot. <laughs> so how would being a partner in this project change that? Like what would things look like on a practical level?
1: I think practically, I, I don't know. So those are the details I'm trying to work out right now. Like what would that look like? What would my involvement be? with them and selling their product. I think part of the reason is so, so I built as, as a consultant for them, I built out a rails, a Ruby on rails version of this product. Mm -hmm. So they kind of, the reason they're asking me is because they're evangelist or the person who sells it to the rails community, essentially, because they, they cover a different, a different backend community with their expertise. So I think, that is a big concern is, can I do all the things? I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I have to figure out. And I know we talk a lot on this podcast about trying to balance all the things I want to do all the things so yeah. <laughs> I need to figure out if I can do all the things and I can take advantage of this opportunity. Yeah. So it's interesting because as, as when, when we try to grow like this, we always say, oh, I'll just hire someone. It is really hard to just hire someone. I think to find good developers, when I can think of the contract developers, I know that I would hire to work on simple file upload. I think of two people that I have worked with before. And both of those people are incredibly busy. You know, like, I think when it's, when it's your product, because theoretically I could hire more help on simple file upload, and then I could try this other role with these guys on their product. But, um, hiring someone, it's not easy. Like it's not, you know, I think everyone who's tried to do this can attest to that, especially good contract developers.
0: So I want to run through some hypotheticals with you and you tell me how you're feeling about them. Okay.
1: (laughs) Okay, So hypothetical
0: number one is you have this, this, this job you're working on, uh, Monday through Friday and then nights you work on simple file upload and then on Fridays, you work on this other thing. Let's just picture that in our heads for a moment. How do you feel about that? I don't feel good about that. Okay.
1: And I think, I think part of the background for folks that, you know, I don't know why you would know my life story. So I <laughs> taught myself to code while I was working full-time and had kids and that was freaking exhausting. Like for, I don't know, two years, every, if you go back in my Twitter history, like I used to do that hundred days of code thing, like maybe not two years, but like at least a year, I mean, every single night I would listen to the code newbies podcast while I did the dishes. So I'd get pumped up about learning to code. And then I'd (laughs) go every night and I was exhausted and it worked out great for me. Like, you know, I am exactly where I wanted to be when I did that, but that was really exhausting and I'm in this really comfortable place now. And I want to be successful in my SAS. That's important to me, but I don't want to do that again.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's just not, not where I am right now in my life. Like I don't want to be a slacker, but I also don't want to work 12 hours
0: a day. Yeah. Understandably. I mean, you, you, you did that like, and you know how hard it is. And it makes sense that yeah. you would not want to go back to that. Yeah. Okay. Here's another hypothetical. You keep the, the nine to five Monday to Thursday job. You list simple file upload on micro acquire, and it fetches one of those insane multiples that people are getting for stuff, making a thousand dollars a month in micro acquire right now. Um, and then you work on this other thing on Friday's. Yeah, so I thought about that. Um
1: I feel like simple file upload though is going to be so successful cuz I feel like uh, I don't know. So I don't want to do the the thing is I don't want to do anything. I don't want to take on too many things that I do them all poorly, right? That's important. Mm. And I keep thinking like the people who get what they want are really good at focusing and not getting distracted. The people who spread themselves too thin, no one wins. Um
0: I mean, I mean as I someone just, who runs a company, has a podcast and just wrote a book, I beg to disagree.
1: You did them all spectacularly, Michelle. (laughs) I don't know
0: about that, but you know.
1: (laughs) Um, so I think that I so I thought about selling simple file upload, but it's almost feature complete. It's pretty much feature complete and it just makes me money. If I don't touch it, it's just, it's just growing. Like it's like magic unicorn over there. I mean it's you just described
0: a like cash growing asset that doesn't need a ton of work on it that people would want to buy. Well,
1: that's true. I mean, you could say that's why someone would buy it because it literally, but I could also, I mean, it's, I could just leave it. My thought, okay. So my thought is what if I just leave it? Like it doesn't need, we've talked about a lot of things. Like, um, my sister is working on some marketing plans for it. Get it feature complete. There's like one or two things I need to add. I could just let it make me money, right? I mean, it just, it, or or I turn down this other opportunity and I go all in, not all in. I mean, I I I continue with plan A, plan A, which is focus on simple file upload and see if I can grow it faster while having the comfort and security of the full-time job.
0: I don't know. Okay, before we sort of move into that. (laughs) Let's just run through the last hypothetical that I thought of. And there's probably more, but we'll just stick at it with this one. (laughs) You keep going with the nine to five Monday through Thursday job. You work on simple file upload on Fridays and you turn down this offer to work with these people who you think are working on. Okay. I'm not going to bias your, your, (laughs) (laughs)
1: um, So that's a good option too. I feel like, okay, so let's, let me take a step back and acknowledge the incredible, amazing position I'm in where I'm like, oh, I have all these amazing opportunities. I don't know which one to take. So that's pretty spectacular. So I'm, I'm pretty happy about all of my choices. I don't think I can make a wrong choice here. I want to go in with these guys because I've I want co-founders. I've always wanted co-founders. I know it's hard. It can, it can bring conflict and it's harder, but it's, I think will be way more fun. And I think their product is really cool. I think it might be cooler than my product.
0: So, so how does the thought of not working on that and walking away from it feel?
1: I think I'll regret it. Cause I think when they start selling their product, they're going to be millionaires. Like no joke i mean i think I don't think it'd be bad, though, like I don't think it's a bad choice to walk away. um If I walk away, then they'll just keep keep on, keep on in, and I can you know cheer them on from the sidelines, and we could always decide later, you know, they don't haven't even launched their product yet, like just so you know, so we could always decide later maybe in six months, I have more time. And they're like, oh, we really need a Rails person. Now, if I come in later, they're not gonna offer me a full third, I'm sure. They'll be like, we'll give you X amount, but I don't think I'm shutting the door completely on that opportunity
0: if I don't take it right now. So they're offering you a full third? Yeah. (laughs) That is interesting. Um, And, you know, to to the, the, I feel like that sort of, brings us back to the option of you know you have a full time job which is paying you then you have this saas that basically doesn't need any work from you where you casually make $12,000 a year like without doing a whole lot like no big deal and then you spend your fridays working on this other thing and maybe sometimes you have to put in some hours on simple file upload or you've got some help from contractors um how does that option feel
1: uh that option feels good to me i mean i you know i just I want to make sure I'm putting good products out there in the world. So that is important to me to make sure that if I do something like that, that simple file upload is not getting the shaft because I feel that's my thing. And I feel very, very strongly about giving that product the time and attention it needs, but it is feature complete almost. And so I could just let it ride, keep doing customer interviews. I mean, what if I took the next six months and which you've been telling me to do this forever, instead of like obsessing over what feature to add, I just talk to people. I just talk to my customers one a week for six months. And then I have gathered, that doesn't take a ton of my time, a couple hours a week. Then I have gathered this amazing catalog of data. And then who knows where everything will, will fall out in the period of time. And then after I've gathered this catalog of data, I can decide what to do next with it.
0: I mean, I'm an advocate of doing, doing the research and doing the work at the same time. Um, and, and doing, you know, doing (sighs) the research on an ongoing basis and, you know, you don't have to wait until you have a pile of data to, to make decisions. I know, but I'm trying,
1: I feel like you're telling me not to, not to take on too much stuff and just be aware of that. Like, I feel like that's the vibe I'm getting from you is you're like, "Eh, I don't know, make sure you sort this out before you accept it.
0: It seems like it's, it's. It's justifiably important to you to be conscious of your energy and how you're spending your time and also this sort of like pride in your craft and what you're selling to people and making sure that when you're selling them something you feel like it's worth that money that they're giving you and you are not content to just collect a check right i'm and not i have you, to make sure it's yeah. good and and, and and this is something where it, maybe it is a little bit harder for me to sort of intrinsically understand this because I have to have multiple things going on. <laughs> like, um, you know, we are, we are different people with different uh, neurological uh, systems. And I think you're afraid that if you take on, you know, these three things that You're not going to be able to give any of them hundred percent and, and, and that worries you and, and you took this job for your family's stability, you know, to, to, as part of being a provider for your family. And it seems like you don't want to stress yourself to the point where your work performance suffers or your performance on simple file upload. At the same time, you're so proud of it that you don't want to sell it. Yes. Um, is, yeah.
1: I don't want to sell yeah. it because I'm so freaking Because you proud see of it. the
0: opportunity there too. But at the same time, it the fact that so- there's opportunity there. And the fact that the founder Means really people created will buy it. cared, <laughs> people like, well, absolutely buy it. And like, yeah. it might help if you, you know, you, you decided to go on you know, all in, so to speak for your side project time on this other thing. And then you you're sitting on, you know, I don't know, a casual, you know, $20,000 or whatever, um, or more actually that's really low multiple, like Probably like fifty or hundred thousand dollars. Um, I would not be surprised if you fetch that. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> seriously, like I've seen stuff like when I, what, so our episode last week or a couple weeks ago about multiples. Yeah. There are some yeah. like absolutely bonkers multiples going for these like sort of low MRR SaaSes, like under like ten thousand a month, like even under a thousand a month. Like, like I thought saw one that was like twenty four times revenue, which is
1: wow like that's crazy
0: yeah you know if you're making 500 a month like but still that's like (laughs) that's a huge premium that's a huge yeah Um, i I don't know i think you're right
1: about i think you're absolutely right about i don't want to sell it because um i feel very i mean it's my you know it's my baby like i feel very invested in it i'm excited it feels like i finally finally after you and I have been talking for years about my ideas, I found something that's working. Mm. So i and then with me, um, their product is really cool, but they don't, I think their product's going to work. I mean, it's pretty well validated because people have paid them to build it and let them keep the IP, but at the same time, they aren't actually selling anything yet. So they really haven't seen, although I think they're absolutely right. It's going to be a, uh, you know, a home run success, my thing is already working, so you know i'm um hesitant to sell something that's working if I can just let it chill and get to it when I have time.
0: you know, I remember I felt that way about when we were talking about Gecodio at first because we had this mobile app that was like working, we had ad revenue, like it was it was making us money and Um, and we desperately like needed that money. Um, and, and then it kind of came up that we, we, you know, we needed geocoding for it to keep it going. And it was like, you know, should we put the time into it to, to make that into a product or should we focus on the thing that's already making money and just like, let it be just sort of something internal. And I remember having a lot of discussions with Matias about that. And I remember I was on the side of let's do the thing that's already making money um, because we know that's working. And, you know, lo and behold, that app, I think it may grossed $10,000 in its two or three years of existence. And, you know, Geocodeo makes more than that right. in a day. So <laughs> right. like, it's, it, you know, these, these things are really hard to predict. Um, yeah. But, you know, you were saying of like, I think you're trying to tell me to do this. I'm not trying to tell you to do anything. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to help you think. Thank you. And I can't tell you what is gonna be the right decision for you. I can't tell you what's going to leave you with the fewest regrets. Um, You know, there's this other option where like, you know, these guys, maybe it's worth saying to them like, hey, like I, I love to come on as a, as a full partner, like, if you're okay with me you know splitting my time between this and and simple file upload for a while like i'm not ready to decide on what i want to do with simple file upload um and you know because the thing about getting on something that you think is a rocket ship like there's no guarantees and like rockets explode all the time like <laughs> yeah they do yeah like and if you like You know, and if, if, if you've got like, you know, I don't know, little like propeller plane sitting next there that, you know, is going to get you from A to B like, might not get you to the moon, but it's, you know, going to get you a hop, skip and a jump away to to where you want to be. Like sometimes that's a little safer, you know, you know? Yeah. And, um, like, I, I mean, I think if you were saying I'm going to quit my job and simple file upload and work on this other thing, I would be like, okay, let's let's take a breath. (laughs) Um, but maybe, maybe you don't have to decide, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think more conversations. I think that's the right answer. I think I need to think a little bit. I liked your, um, hypothetical. What does that look like?
0: Yeah. Just sort of like work through it. Like what are all the different permutations? Yeah. Cool.
1: All right. Well, tune in next week to find out what Colleen has decided to do with her life again. (laughs) Um all right so on that note let's wrap up this week's episode of the software social podcast thank you so much for tuning in if you enjoyed the show please leave us a review on iTunes and we'd love to hear from you on Twitter
0: and thank you so much for listening whether this is your first episode you're listening to or you have been listening since the beginning um it really means a lot to both of us and um I keep wishing we could have like software social con or something where we can all just like get together and hang out. Um, cause I feel like that would be really fun. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening.
1: Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin and Mike from gently used domains who has a nice personality. Dave from recut, Max of online or not. Stefan from Talk to Stefan. Brendan Andrade of Brightbits. Team Tuple. Alex Hillman from the Tiny MBA. Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems. Jane and Benedict from Userlist. Kendall Morgan. Ruben Gomez of Signwell. Corey Haines of Swipewell. Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry. Nate Ritter of Roomsteals. Anna Mast of Subscribesense. Jeff Roberts from Outseta. Justin Jackson, Mega Maker. Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics. Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Koster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from ConsentKit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nucy Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lana and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com. Proud Mama from Applenet LLC. Anna from Cradle. Moncef from Ruby on Mac. Steve of Be Inclusive. Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups. Josh Smith of Keyhero.io. Jesper Christensen of Form Backend. Matthew of Cited, Chris of Jetboost.io. Daryl Shannon of Docomatic. Larabels, a community for Larabelle developers underrepresented due to their gender. Brendan from Feederloop. Pascal from Sharpen.page. Lynn Romick from Conbini, Arvid Kahl, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit.